Buddhists of Haiti, the Tibetan numerologists of Appalachia, the unsolved mysteries of unsolved mysteries. This, this right here is the Reddit Explains Conspiracy, Controversy, and the Unknown podcast. We're your hosts, Sam Wilder and Addie Love. We're going to dive into the deepest recesses of Reddit with content every day. Yep, it's going to get a little weird and a little spooky. And we're excited to get going. Let's do it. Okay, this one's kind of fun and different. Okay, I'm ready. What's a local legend or horror story? In your town, everyone collectively believes or tells. Ooh. All right. There's an old summer camp far into the woods near my town. Every kid that goes there learns the story of Skibo Bates. When the camp first opened, they had a big bonfire for all the kids that night, and some of them started picking on poor young Skibo. Hmm. He gets shoved and trips into the fire, which sets his clothes up in flames, and he runs from the beach into the large lake the camp was built near. Okay. They never found him that night or recovered his body. The counselors all say if you sneak out of your cabins at night, Skibo will find you and take his revenge. Yes, I know it's BS to scare and keep the young kids in their cabins at night. Then someone commented on this. We had something similar at a summer camp I went to. Buckethead. <laughs> what a name. I love these camps. I know. He was supposedly a janitor who worked at the camp, carrying around a lead bucket and mop to clean up. One day his bucket fell in the pool and he dived in to get it. In the process though, the bucket accidentally went over his head and he couldn't get it off. Eventually he got lead poisoning, went insane, and now roams the woods around camp at night, eager to kill anyone he can get his hands on. Oh boy. You know, just to stop the kids from getting out. From getting out and doing stupid stuff in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. There's a road in a wooded area near where I live, and the street is literally ca- called Harryman Road. Okay. Legend goes that there was a kid who was separated from his family when they were trying to escape some bad from some bad weather in the 1800s. He ended up surviving alone in the woods and terrorized people who would come through. Eventually, he was trampled to death by some people or horses passing that he tried to scare. I forgot how weird the name of the road was until I had to say it out loud. There are hairy man festivals each year in my town, and the hairiest man legit wins a pride. Oh my so gosh. weird, LMAO. I love it. <laughs> Why are all of these in wooded areas? It's always the wooded areas. Always the wooded areas. You know? <laughs> it's where all the legends come from. You don't know what lies in the woods. That's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last year on Mother's Day, a guy walked into my town's grocery store carrying a severed head. Wait, what? what? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I forgot about this one. It was his mom's head, by the way. <gasps> he stabbed a worker of the store and went absolutely batty. No matter how many people I explain it to, they all think he was from our little podunk town. He wasn't. He walked about 10 to 12 miles to take his mom to the store on Mother's Day. <laughs> It's kind of been a blessing and a curse, really. Weird hipsters stay away from our town, thinking it's filled with nut jobs, while crazy homeless druggies flock to our town like it's Mecca. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (gasps) Just like the bringing in his mom's severed head. I just can't tell if this is a legend. I think it's just like a horror story, basically, in their town. All right, here's another one. Uh, Belucifer, the demon bronco of the Denver airport. 
What? Oh, Say what? that name one more time. Lucifer. Okay. The demon bronco of the Denver airport. Oh boy. <laughs> Basically, the sculptor designed a giant rearing blue Mustang statue to put in front of the Denver airport. Denver's the home of the Broncos football uh-huh. team, whose colors are blue and orange. Yes. yes. Before it was finished, however, it collapsed onto and killed the sculptor. Oh, that plus the fact that its eyes glow red at night oh and gosh. that it generally looks terrifying has created the local legend that it's sentient, demonic, and steals the souls of tourists passing through the airport. Oh Every my. time I fly, I say a brief prayer as I drive by, asking Lord Lucifer to stay his rage and grant me safe passage. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's a good legend. That is hilarious. That's Yet the best still creepy. At it's the same still time. creepy. Oh my gosh. If I'm ever in the Denver airport, I'm gonna go try and find that statue. Oh my gosh. Careful, your soul might your soul might be taken away. Mm. Well, we can't have that. No, we cannot. Well, we'll record with you. I don't know. Just a version of you without a soul. Oh. <laughs> You'll still be alive. Well, I'll be a walking horror story. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Okay. Emperor Norton is a local legend. He was born in England and moved to San Francisco around the gold rush. Initially a well-respected businessman, he lost everything he owned with a risky investment in Peruvian rice. He faded into obscurity for a few years, maybe even left the Bay Area for a while, before returning to prominence in 1859 by unilaterally declaring himself Emperor of the United States and Protector of Mexico. Oh. He promptly began issuing decrees such as, Whoever after due and proper warning shall be heard to utter the abominable word Frisco, which has no linguistic or other warrant, shall be deemed guilty of a high misdemeanor and shall pay into the imperial treasury as penalty the sum of $25. So if you say Frisco, you're going to pay $25. Like just Frisco by itself? Isn't this in like, San Francisco? Yeah, it is. So maybe it's just like calling San Francisco by Frisco. Oh boy. Yeah. And another decree was, whereas we issued our decree ordering the citizens of San Francisco and Oakland to appropriate funds for the survey of suspension bridge from Oakland Point via Go Island, also for a tunnel, and to ascertain which is the best project, and whereas the said citizens have hitherto neglected to notice our said decree, and whereas we are determined our authority shall be fully respected, now, therefore, we do hereby command that the arrest by the army of both the boards of city fathers if they persist in neglecting our decrees, given under our royal hand and seal at San Francisco the 17th day of September 1872. Oh, and he also minted his own currency. Oh, this boy. guy's just like trying, like just faking it until he makes it. Oh boy, you know, <laughs> just declares himself emperor. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. So it was all the bogus ramblings of a crazy person, but true to San Francisco's quirky spirit, the city basically played along. His favorite <laughs> establishments accepted his currency as payment, and when he died, the Chronicle ran a headline reading, "Le Roi est mort." Uh, I forgot what Roy, I don't know how you say it, L-E-R-O-I, it's like French or something. Mm -hmm. And some accounts say 30,000 people lined the streets for his procession, (laughs) which was well over 
one-tenth of the entire city's population at the time. Oh my gosh. His bridge slash tunnel decree was prescient, as today there is a suspension bridge between Oakland and San Francisco via Goat Island, what? now called Yer Yerba Buna Island. And there is also an immersed tube carrying BART trains, BRT trains, uh, between the two cities. There was a community push to rename the bridge after him recently, but sadly it failed. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, okay. Emperor of the United States and protector of Mexico. Mm -hmm. oh protector. Boy. He's not? Okay. Anyhow. Silly guy. Okay, there's a house near me. This is a different one entirely. <laughs> that until recently was painted all green, and for years there were numerous rumors about it, including the owner killed his family in a car accident when driving under the influence. He then painted the home green, which symbolizes forgiveness, and in a gesture to embarrass, embarrass himself. The house was painted green following the death of the owner's wife, whose favorite color was green, and thus the entire house was painted that color in her honor. The owners went through a messy divorce where the husband didn't want the wife to have the proceeds of the house sale, so he painted it green to depreciate the value. Oh! When the house was repainted white and put up for sale, the real story was revealed. Which was that the owner was an old man who lost his mental faculties and did it for no logical reasons at all. I like the theories and then just like, nah, this guy's just crazy and likes green. Oh boy. <laughs> Alright, last one. Okay. We just had these random weird guys. Mental, not on the good side, so to say. There was a rainmaker man who would stand on random fields for hours and run toward, the, toward random people screaming if they came near. He would always do the same weird dances and prayer, and every day be at another village. This is why he was called the Rainmaker. The other guy was some boy, he was 19 years old at least, uh, who would always chase children and some adults while having a knife in hand. He carved, yeah, that's, um, that's okay. not allowed. Continue. He carved some figures with that knife and wanted to show off his figures. But he'd always have his knife in the other hand, so he'd wait at the bus stop for the children to get out. They freak out at a guy running with a knife at them and uh -huh. run away, and he runs after them. Oh boy. Both were not dangerous, just creepy. Oh my, oh my. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the horror slash legends. Those are good ones. I know, those are fun. I loved those. Thanks for listening, everybody.